Yeah. Oh, I drink. I, I don't drink really black coffee. <laughs> he loves black. Hello, I'm Cole Sauer, and welcome to Let's Be Best Friends, a podcast where I talk to people that I barely know and try and get them to be my new best friends, because in times like these, who needs enemies? My guest today is an absolutely wonderful comedian who's getting ready for the release of his comedy album, Capricornication, Brandon Ash Mohammed. How are you doing today? Hi, what's up? How are we? Uh, I just changed my look for you. I was going to say, I, I, I like noticed... My- my afro was a little lopsided. In my everything. peripheral, I saw the hood going up, and I was like, I don't so know what's happening. I was happened. just like, I feel like Shania Twain in that, like, from this moment. And I'm just like, Ooh, what are you drinking? What's that? Oh, this is just my water bottle. I just keep it big and thick because I have a lot of equipment here at all times. Uh-huh. He keeps so, it big and thick. He likes it big, thick, and... I like and I like big and thick. That's, that's me. Big, thick. <laughs> um... So I got a vanilla pod. Ooh. You just keep that you just keep that around with I you? Sm- well, it was like in my this bag of stuff that I had, and I forgot to put it downstairs in the kitchen. And I just keep <laughs> it near me, like when I'm stressed, I'll just be like, Ooh, That's vanilla. actually such a good idea. Yeah. I used to have candles around, but I haven't ever since quarantine I ran out of candles and now I just now I just stay stressed. <sighs> oh, you gotta go to Winners Marshalls. I do, I do. Uh, so here on the show, uh, so Larry King used to always say that there's five questions I got to ask in every interview, who, what, where, when, and why, uh, because I'm not a good interviewer. I like getting them out of the way right at the beginning. So let's start at the basics. Who are you? Brandon Ash Muhammad. Tell me a bit about yourself. So I am Brandon Ash Muhammad. I am a comedian here in Toronto. I've been doing stand up for almost 10 years. I've done a bunch of crazy shit. I'm really bad. I'm also really bad at talking about myself <laughs> and like saying nice things about myself. Um, I don't know. You describe me. It's your, it's your show. You describe me. <laughs> Who am I? Who am I to you? Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to so, be Oprah because Oprah always takes over all of her interviews. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do to you. That's, Who am hey, I? that's perfect. To, to me, here's the thing: is that we we've uh, we've met a few times now, we've and I've, a few seen, times. I've seen you perform. We've been on a few shows together, but I feel like we haven't we haven't talked that much. So you no. say you've done a bunch of crazy shit. So so tell me. So we know that you're a comedian. So tell me tell me how you got to comedy. Okay, so it was after it was during high school. I, I knew I wanted to do something in the arts, and I was like, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna go to act. I like Mean Girls, so I'm gonna go to <laughs> I like I like Mean Girls, so I'm gonna go to acting school. I'm gonna go to York University Ooh. acting program because Rachel McAdams went there, and I like Mean Girls. Connections, connections, <laughs> connections, connections. And then I was just like, and then I was reading like a college pamphlet, and I saw they had a comedy program, and I was like, oh, I'm funny. Everyone always says I'm so funny. We should go do this program. So I looked it up, and I saw like all these people from like Video on Trial went there, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go and do that. And then yeah, that was 2010. Okay. Um, and then I graduated 2012, mm-hmm. then did comedy for like a year after that, and then had like essentially what I call like a Mariah Carey um, g- g- glitter TRL breakdown. And I stopped <laughs> doing comedy for three years, then oh, started wow. again in 2016. And from then, I did a bunch of stuff. I created Canada's first and only comedy show that only sh- showcases. Um, 
queer people of color, queer trans people of color. Um, what else? I've wrote on the CBC show Tall Boys. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I've won some awards. <laughs> Cash, uh, you know, yeah. award-winning comedian. Yeah. Started all these incredibly influential things. No big deal. Uh-huh. I'm currently the only gay black stand-up comedian in Canada for really? some reason. Yeah, that's for wild. some reason. That's a yeah. crazy that's, stat. That's me. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, that cut. So, in that three-year period, did you do anything specifically, or were you just trying to like work? I was going to go back to school. I was like upgrading some classes. I planned on going to school to be like a pharmacist or something because that was always like a, my secret fantasy. That still is kind of my secret fantasy, but like pharmacy. Like being a pharmacist, maybe that'll be my sitcom. Be like me as a pharmacist. Like, Ooh, there you go. That's your. You want goal. this? Watch the want. You want these pills? Get such all these pills. Um, the funny, sassy pharmacist. Yeah. yeah. Like, girl, you can't be mixing those medications. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. No, one of my dreams. I was supposed to turn this to Jeff, but one of my dreams was just like they because they need black people on certain CBC shows. Mm-hmm. Well, they need black people on CBC. Period. Period. Yeah. But um, they just make me, like, Murdoch's new assistant or something. <laughs> and just, like, the only thing, uh, <laughs> like, anytime he'll say anything, he'll be like, I think it was this person. I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and then, and then <laughs> after he solves the case, I'll just be like, I told you. That's just, like, my whole thing. That's, that's the whole thing my character does. I love the idea of you being like, of you just being like this, like sassy Watson to to yeah, Murdoch. Yeah, just like I told you, I told you, I told you, Murdoch. Uh, so tell me where where was your first show? So you went to school for comedy. Did you do your first show like with the school or? So Humber Works has um, a relationship with Yuck Yucks. Okay. Um, so all of the stand-up that you do in through Humber is at Yuck Yucks usually. Okay. So my first like official set was at as at Yuck Yucks on Tuesday on a, the Tuesday Humber nights that they have. That's every, like the, the pro am nights or whatever, right? So they have that show after that, but before oh. that is a Humber exclusive, and only people that have went to Humber. Or um, or are going to Humber currently can perform on that show. Okay. So what, how how did that go? What was your first show experience? It was fun. I invited some friends. Um, I remember I, I had this song called Phat, and um, so I did stand up, and then I I did by this little rap called Phat. What was it? I think I can. I think I remember it a little bit. I think I remember it a little bit. Um, what was it? I got diamonds on my pussy. I got rubies on my clit. When niggas see me, I'm the number one bitch. I got one left, one right. No need to organize them because I feel my cup. No need to supersize them because I'm P-H-A-T. P-H-A-T. Pretty hot and motherfucking tempting, baby. <laughs> and then P-H-A-T. P-H-A-T. Yeah, you know me. And then I do like a back bend. Um, <laughs> it was very crazy. It was very crazy. People loved it. People That's loved great. it. I think people... Anytime yeah. you're doing your first show, if you can put something like that in it, I think it hooks people like immediately. Yeah. And there was somebody, people liked it kind of, but I remember getting like, I remember it was um, <laughs> Mark Hallworth. I was like so proud of Mark Hallworth. He was just like, ah, oh, you might want to, um, you might want to put the mic closer to your face next time. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, I was devastated. I love him though. He's such, <laughs> He's such a nice dude. 
Sometimes. Yeah, that's true. He's like he's the kind of guy who, if he tells you something, like, if he, like, tries to criticize you, he's still smiling, so you're kind of like, yeah. it almost hits it, harder. It hits harder. You're just like, Dad? You just feel like, he's like, like Dad. <laughs> Dad. Uh, okay, so you said you took a break for three years, so, so uh, for when, I want to talk about when you first started back what kind of was driving you to start back in comedy? Um, so essentially I had all of this anxiety and I had just gotten out of this like very like crazy kind of like abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I started taking, it was literally the same week that I got broken up that I got broken up with. I started taking improv for anxiety okay. at second city because I was thinking of maybe going back. And at that point I just realized that I had nothing to lose. I was at like essentially my, rock bottom i was just like i can't nothing can get worse for me than here and then at the same time i was watching all of this comedy i was going to shows with my friend hodo and i would see this guy and i would see him everywhere Mm. and he was so bad (laughs) so bad and i was just like if he can do it like i was so scared that i would be the worst person on all of these shows right so that's why i didn't i was scared to come back and then when i saw that i was just like no i'm just as good as this person (laughs) Like, I'm fine. Like, it's fine. Just start, start putting your baby steps. And, yeah, I realized I had nothing to lose. I remember I wanted to be, like, a vet or a pharmacist. And then I looked up the, like, it's just as hard, essentially just as hard to do all of these things mm-hmm. as be a comedian. And at least if I choose to be a comedian, I would do something that I actually truly wanted to do. Mm. So, yeah, that's why I, I guess I came back. So, so I had you, unfinished business. Yeah, I was going to say, you're like, a, you're like the hitman of comedy. You're it was like Kill Bill. I was just like, you guys remember me? You remember and that's what me? happened. That's what happened. I, I, all of those people that, a lot of people were really horrible to me when, which is also one of the reasons why I left. Mm. So when I came back, yeah, I came back and I outshined them all. Sorry. <laughs> you're like, someday you're going to put out your album. And then as soon as shows start back up after quarantine, you're going to come back with like an eye patch and a yellow jumpsuit. Uh, yeah, you're going to come wait. back to comedy bar with a katana. It's me, Black Mamba, the literal <laughs> Black Mamba. Well, that would make me a snake if it was literally, but whatever. <laughs> um, So I guess, uh, so, so for why, why is a really nebulous question. So I like, I like to kind of like boil it down a little bit more. So why do you think, um, why do you think it's so important to have shows? You said that you run the, you started running the first uh, show that uh, showcases exclusively uh-huh. uh, POC um, uh-huh. queer comedy. Why do you think it's so important to have these um, spaces in comedy where people um, have the, that, that specificity? You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, I just feel that that is important for all in all forms of entertainment because historically entertainment has been actively used to oppress people of different cultures different different minority groups and like yeah shit like that so for so long there wasn't any spaces like that for people like me and so people like that didn't feel like they were part of the question. They didn't see themselves reflected. And a lot of and that leads to like a lot of like 
like bad things. Mm-hmm. Like when you grow up and you only, you don't see yourself reflected in things, you try to change yourself because you think that that is the normal, that you need to aspire to be this idea of whatever. So I think it's really important to create these shows and have these spaces for people so they can see themselves reflected and have somebody that can speak to their experience because they have not been able to have that for so long. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, I mean, shit, it's, it's such a, I mean, I think it's a great thing, obviously, but it's such, it's such a kind of, um, uh-huh. like a, a weight to put on, on yourself Yeah. to kind of champion that whole, I mean, you're basically putting a scene on your back in terms of the... Well, I mean, there's, what I have, what I, this little thing that I'm doing is nothing compared to the people that have sacrificed that I don't even know so that I could even get this far. Mm-hmm. So... That's how I see it. I'm just like, if they if they can do it and they've done all this shit, people have lost their lives for this shit, I can do this little show and try to do some stuff. Yeah. So you're just you see it almost kinda of like giving back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, creating opportunities for people. Yeah. That's I think that's like the most noble thing you can do. Yes. Um so for uh, Let's Be Best Friends, as, as you know, and as some of the people at home know, uh, we like to do something while we talk because I think it's the best way to get people comfortable. I always ask the guests what they want to do, and you said you wanted to watch an episode of Sailor Moon, which I'm so down for. Yeah. Why Sailor Moon in particular? Sailor Moon was my favorite te- or my t- favorite television show for so long. It was such an amazing show. Um, I don't even, I, I, I can go on and on about things I say. It just like influenced my life so much. And I don't know, I guess it was like, there was like this fantasy aspect of it that I liked so much, but I don't know. I just really love the show. I feel like not a lot of people, like queer people, especially there's some queer people that I've met who never watched Sailor Moon. And I'm just like, what, how could you not watch the show? The show's so good. I was about to say, and, I feel like it's a very, I feel like it's almost like a, like a queer like yeah. rite of passage and people don't know that it was like voice like this version the um, north american version was all done in canada mm-hmm. like the voices and stuff like that i remember i had a teacher who told me a story but like because they had to like re-edit everything yeah. for but he talked about how um there was in one episode where a wind he said a wind flies up and the skirt goes up and all you see is a child's vagina or something <laughs> And I was just like, what? What did this show used to be? <laughs> what did this show used to be? <laughs> but I find the North American version of this show so funny because, like, how they tried to just, like, like water down everything where they're just like, oh, these lesbians, these people that were lesbians are actually just co- our cousins. I, I was about to say, if, I was wondering if you knew about that. About yeah, the and it just made it look very incestual. It just made yeah. it way worse than it was supposed to be. Because they're still clearly gay, but now yeah. it's like they're and gay ma- and, and also in, related. <laughs> and making out with each other. I'm just like, what? It's like, But mm-hmm. then I'm sad because they never, I remember in grade six, there was this girl, and she had this mag, this anime magazine, and she came to school, and she was just like, did you guys hear? They're not releasing the rest of Sailor Moon. And we're like, why? And they're like, because it has a trans characters in it in the later seasons and but and gay characters. So they don't feel like it's suitable for North American art for, for us. So they are canceling it. So that's how Sailor Moon ended in North America was the last seasons weren't released because of that. It's crazy how progressive that show is. Cause I feel yeah. like, like it came out in what, like the mid nineties, right? Yeah. 
Well, it, that it, it, I think it was in Japan in from like the early nineties. Yeah, and I think it was like a comic in the eighties or something like that. But I guess that's just maybe like Japanese culture was way ahead of its time. Yeah, in terms of social and, stuff, they they and, for and sure stuff are. like that, and then mm-hmm. North America because like even at that time, I you remember Ellen had her show get canceled after she came out. Yeah. So yeah, man, the nineties were awful. <laughs> yeah, they were. I just like I love watching like old like talk shows or something like that. And they'd be like, they'll be talking about something like this. And then they'll be like, it's 1997. Can you believe this is happening? I'm like, yes, it's 1997. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing as like, it's funny to go back to stuff like that. Cause like I have a VHS tape of, of the 1996 Grammys just randomly from yeah. my parents' place. And it's funny the same like whenever s- someone's on there going like guys it's it's 1996 it's it's a different time we gotta we gotta come together and I'm like oh you poor saps you poor saps you guys is that the one know. with Wu Tang for the children is that the no. I don't know if it... <laughs> no. is that the Grammy is it that those Grammys wasn't I don't know Wu Tang for the children sounds like a bit that sounds you like... don't know that no. I don't know if it was the MTV Awards or the Grammys but essentially. Wu Tang Clan did a speech or something. I can't remember exactly what they did. And one of them was like, Wu Tang is for the children. And something <laughs> like that. And it was, became a very iconic line. That's so sick. One of the original memes, internet memes. I was going to say, that's, it sounds like a bit. It sounds. It's an original internet meme, that's I think. So good. Because I think that was like people were sharing that <laughs> on like what AOL Messenger and the. Oh, yeah. Back in the, back in the dial up days. In the dial up days. I never had dial up. Really? I never had dial-up. I do not remember anything about dial-up at all. My I've had internet since... I've had internet access since I was... I would say five, because my dad is a computer engineer. Oh, damn. So we had, like, computer set up in, in our room and, in, and all of that stuff, and I don't remember, like, that dial-up thing at all. Yeah. I I because I, I'm I'm a little younger, <clears throat> so how old are you? I'm 24. Oh, you're 24. Okay, so you're a little younger. Yeah. What are you? By 24? four years. By by three, four years. 20, 26, 27. I thought yeah. I thought so. Um, I came in right at the end of dial-up because I have an older brother and my dad's also a computer guy, so I was the same thing. Like we always had computers around. So I remember, like, I did a- you have a landline phone? Yeah. Do you remember having to get someone to hang up their phone so that you could use the I phone? I don't remember that at all. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, them having to hang up so you could use the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know that. Yeah. That's what I more remember. Because I because I, I was a little too young to give a shit about dial-up. Even the in... the phone's thing. Yeah, even in high school, I remember. I didn't have a cell phone in high school at all. And I remember, like, trying to plan things with friends. And you'd have to, like, meet somebody at a specific location at a specific time. And if they didn't show up, you, like, couldn't do anything. So you'd have yeah. to use a payphone. But um, I remember sometimes I just, like, didn't want to go. So I wouldn't go. And then they would call me from my house. But, um, <laughs> oh, my God. I remember so much shit like that. Ghost just people difficult... was a lot more genuine back in yeah. the day. It was just so much harder to plan things, I remember. Yeah. Because it, it was that. It was, like, it, especially when you were younger – so you'd like call your friend's house and you'd have to be like, hi, is, is John there? And then they would have to give the phone to the kid and then the kid would have to like, and then you'd have to plan to meet at the park, like this specific park at this time on this day. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Where's Max Park? Max Park, you're ever watching this. You were the worst at that. 
the amount of times me and other Max tried to make plans with you, and then you'd say you would show up, and then you wouldn't show up, and then Max would call your house, and then your mom would be like, oh, Max just stepped out. And I was like, this motherfucking bitch. <laughs> so you had a friend group with two Maxes? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. The uh, I feel like like the odds on that are, are astronomical. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. But uh what oh, fuck I was okay, you thought you were saying that your dad's a computer guy. Do you yeah. remember so we used to go to um Blockbuster. Yeah. And we had a PlayStation to a PlayStation at that mm. time. And we my dad knew how to have like modded it and all that shit. Okay. So you could rent the um so he would rent all of the PlayStation games, burn them on his computer, and then give them to us. Yeah. Did your dad do that? Yeah. Yes! Oh my god, nobody else. It was sick. It's so amazing. I have the PlayStation downstairs and all of the games still. You still you still have all the burned games? I still have them. That's so funny. Uh Yeah. My favorite game was um, Xena. Oh damn! There was a Xena game. I never beat it, but it was pretty fun. I love hearing. I love hearing what people's favorite video games were because they're either something like classic that's like it's like Mario or Sonic or whatever. Or it's something like really weird and obscure, like the Xena game. The, the Xena game was amazing. They're like I never beat it. And then, you know. There's a part where you have to go to Hades because Gabrielle dies, oh my and then you have to do this specific puzzle to beat this golem creature. And I've never got past that level because it's so hard. There was also a Garfield game for Sega that I had that I've. Never beat. Even when I like played it on a what is it called? A emulator. I oh, still yeah. have not beat the first level. It's so hard. Is it hard because it's like hard, or is it hard just because it's like an old shitty game? It's hard because of both. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I want to get the 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 show started here. Speaking of the classics of having to start a YouTube video at the same time as someone that you're on a call with. <laughs> I like that. I've never done this before, actually. Really? This is futuristic to me. I've never watched anything with somebody online. This was, when I was a kid, we had uh, MSN. We had MSN Messenger. And, like, you would watch, like, the new music video or something. So you'd, like, you'd do that. You'd, like, everyone would be in a chat room. And then everyone would get ready and click at the same time. And we'd talk about it as it was happening. We never did that. Yeah, that was, that was... We never did that. We were, we were, uh... Very uncool people when I was a kid. I was a dork. You were a dork? I was a dork. I mean, I don't know if you can tell. I'm still kind of there. I was a dork when I was a kid. What was I like? I think I was pretty much the same. God, one of the all-time bangers of theme songs. With a crazy guitar solo. do 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 Fighting evil by moonlight, winning love by daylight. Then the tailor comes to help fight. She is the one they. Or I'm gonna play for them. A little bit. <laughs> it's funny because this show, like people from my childhood, will still equate me with Sailor Moon. Okay. Because of how much I loved this show and talked about this show. I honestly, because I remember this used, because it used to be on, I think, YTV. It was on all the time. 
but it was always out of order. Just like any anime that showed up on Canadian television, it was always out of order. Yeah. So I would watch it and I'd be like, like I don't understand what's going on. This like weird, goofy show. Yeah. And then my brother, because he was a bit older, was more like on the internet side of it. So he discovered all these things about how it's like really like you know queer friendly and all these kinds of things, and, like the dub and the sub and all these kind of things. And he told me about it. and He was like, Oh no, Sailor Moon's actually amazing. And then I remember I went to school and was like, Sailor Moon's amazing. And everyone was like. You're gay. Uh, yeah, literally. What are you gay? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was just like, just because a girl. I remember, yeah, people hated me so much because I liked Sailor. I was a boy that liked Sailor Moon. It was like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a sick ass, amazing cartoon. It, it's just a cool cartoon. I remember watching its debut. Like, I remember in 1995 sitting and watching the first episode, the first time it was released here and um just being like this is the most amazing thing ever it, it is like it's funny because like we talk about it how like you know i always make the joke that like every gay person has to watch sailor moon but like it, it's just a cool cartoon other than yeah that. ben so you know ben sosa right uh no Okay, well, he's one of my good friends. He's a very funny comedian. He's not watched Sailor Moon, and it upsets me to this day. He never watched it. I, I, I can't I can't imagine a world where I haven't watched Sailor Moon. Yeah. I still haven't watched those final episodes, actually. Do you remember, me either, do you remember when there would be like, okay, so you remember like, there was like the Peekaboo rumor? Where yeah. it was like, did you hear? So there was one with Sailor Moon that there was going to be like a Sailor Earth. Okay. And I remember my like across the street neighbor when I would hang out with him and he was like a teenager and I was like three or four. <laughs> and we used to hang out and we would talk about Sailor Moon because he was like quite obviously like a very gay teen. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just like a little gay child and that and we had like a friendship. I miss David. I hope David's good. David, wherever you are, I miss you. Oh, shout out to David wherever you are if you're watching the show somehow. <laughs> My grandmother's still very good friends with his mother. Really? Uh -huh. But I haven't heard. I wonder if you could find him then. I wonder if you could He's like. He's probably in like his forties now or something. Yeah, probably. You need more studying and less. I love this. I love the this like classic animation where the mouth just goes. How can that be? Have your mother sign Like they're like puppets. Who was your favorite Sailor Scout? Ooh. Oh, wait, I'm gonna show you something. What do you think about this? Okay. Guess what my favorite Sailor Scout was. Hmm. I'll say, cause mine, mine, I think, I think it's Venus. Mine? I think, I think mine is Venus. So I'm gonna say yours is. Uh, Mercury. Oh my God! You got it ready. <laughs> That's so good. My friend bought me this for my birthday a couple years ago. It's still in the case, and I love Sailor Venus so much. I used to love Sailor Venus. I used to go home from school every single day when I lived by the, my school. Yeah, I would watch Sailor Moon and then come home. And um, I remember watching the episode like, they, where they met Sailor Moon, where Sailor Moon met Sailor Venus, and I was just like. <laughs> Sold. Done. Yeah. Do you, you just keep that by you, or did you grab that specifically because we were doing this? She's got lots of them and in lots of colors. Pink, 
Um. Man. <laughs> Poor kid just got shut down. Uh, okay. So while we're watching during the show, we like to uh, we like to talk using common conversation stories we find online and. Questions sent to us by social media. If you would like to send some questions for the podcast, you can do so by uh, sending it to me at Old King Cake on any social medias. Um, I read all the comments on YouTube as well, so if you have anything there, we take all questions. Uh, and if I like the question, what? Queen Barrel. The literally the OG Queen. With her and her just like that's all she did is the entire time. Yeah, her mouth never really moved. That's all she did is work with a crystal ball. The big but, uh, lean is my favorite part. She's leaned back. But I remember, do you remember she died? Like, in the original Sailor Moon, they just, they straight up killed her. But then in the North American version, they're like, we sent her back or something like that. Oh, really? I didn't know that they killed her. I, I remember the, like... But they're just like, yeah, we killed that bitch. She's in the Shadow Realm or whatever. But, yeah, it was something, like, ridiculous like that. So I always was hoping that there would be, like, a Queen Barrel comeback. Like, Queen Barrel would reappear, but it never happened. I'm back, bitch. You can't kill me. I miss her. <laughs> we all, we all, we all miss Queen Bear. Did you have the Sailor Moon um, dolls? No, I didn't. My 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 parents are very traditional, so we we were in a doll household. Oh, I, I had them. My dad got them for me, and but then my dad became very like traditional. But um, I remember I had all of them, and then I was just like, I have them. How are they gonna fight in the world? So I remember I would like threw them all out the window because I was just like, "Go back! You need to go save the world." You need to go save the world. Yeah, I mean, I literally thought they were them. I'm sorry. That's I mean, that's such a pure. It's such it's a child thing, right? Like yeah. we had wrestling figures when we were kids. That was our thing, and so we would like. And back in the day, back in like the that's early so homoerotic. It is. It's very homoerotic. Back in the early thousands, the wrestling dolls kind of sucked. Like, they couldn't move that much. So you had to get, like, you had to think about, like, how, like, but in your head, they're doing all the moves that you see on TV and, like... And then they made them, like, stretchy because they had, like, wires in them, I remember. Now they're crazy. My little cousin has some wrestling dolls, and they have, like, like, you know, all of their joints can move any way you want, and they stretch and do all this crazy shit. It's wicked. Kids these days don't know how good they have it. Damn. They have like they have like those little like motorized cars that they can drive around in. Those little like I wanted one of those. So yeah, badly. me too. But only I the rich kids had them. My friend Tyreek, he had one. And when I would go visit Tyreek in Brampton, I think they live. I remember when he got it for his birthday, we rolled down the block, and <laughs> this is such a. We were rolling down the block, and he had a water gun, and he was just like, "Watch this." And then there was this family, just like nice white family coming out of their car. And he just starts spraying them with his water gun. And they just start screaming. And they're like, ah, stop it, stop it. And they like locked themselves in the car. And then we just like pulled off. And I was just like, I was, we fully did a drive-by on this. <laughs> I like, those things don't go that fast. But their solution but was to get back and lock themselves in the car. But also, we were like three, like maybe four or five-year-olds doing this. <laughs> and they oh. had such a like intense reaction. I remember that so vividly. <laughs> it's so funny. 
I love that that's their solution. Like, they're adults. They could have probably just yeah. shouted at you and the yeah. problem would have been No, solved. but they, like, ran away. They were so scared. But it wasn't just, like, it was the parents. It was, like, the daughter. Like, it was, like, they were all older than That's crazy. Significantly. It's funny what people's reactions are when they're just, like, you know, when they just get surprised and they're just, like, oh, you know what to do. Back in the car. Sure is cute. Okay. Uh, our first official question. Tuxedo Mask gets the clickety-click. Love, I love Tuxedo Mask. This show is so creepy. It's so, he's he's such a creeper, but I just, well, I love him. he's 12 or something, and he's like 25 or something ridiculous. Yeah, but he, I don't know, he just looks cool and he's funny. I don't, <laughs> I was a simple Yo, kid. Yo, if you're a cool 25-year-old, you can, um, date 12-year-olds. It just, hey, it happens, man. <laughs> Welcome to anime. This show is so problematic. It's so problematic. If you, it, like, now that we're adults, we can watch it and be like, oh, there's, there's issues. But I remember I was just like, I want that. <laughs> I just want to, I just want a 25 year old to swoop me up. Uh, our first official question. It's from conversationstartersworld.com, the unofficial st sponsor of the show. What animal or insect do you wish we could get rid of? Just wasps. 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 Just gone. I don't like them. Are you terrifying? Have you not heard it? I don't know. I had a whole wasp saga on my Facebook. You had a wasp saga? So what happened was, is I came into my room from the shower. I was like naked. And I stood on my bed and I hear this giant something like fly by me, like buzzing. Yeah. I was like, what is that? And then I look next to me and there's a giant wasp on the bed. Oh, Jesus. And I didn't sleep in my room for three days. Oh, my God. I don't like wasps. I'm very scared of them. Yeah. Okay. And um, okay. what happened was, is I I ended up buying this giant mosquito tent and I put my bed inside of it. But then I broke it. But I, they sent me two of them. They accidentally sent me two. So I have one in the closet that I'm going to eventually put into the to set it up. And then I also bought a beekeeping suit. You bought a beekeeping suit. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting like... A bug zapper, or something. Oh, I have one of those too. He went full like. I have one of those too. He went full like kids in Africa and got the tent set up and got the beach. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're ready you for the war apocalypse. You want to bumble with the bee? Buzz. Oh, Throw a hex on the whole family. Dressed it all black like an omen. Holy shit! Quoting Lil Kim. <laughs> where do you? So where do you stand on bees then? I like bees. They're nice. Yeah. Like, bees are okay because they're, like, friendly, at least, and they only sting you when they have to, but they have, like, an actual job. Well, wasps are just, like, aggressive assholes. Wasps are just freeloaders. Yeah. They don't even make no honey. Do you do you know Bumblebees how... Bumblebees also make honey, but they make it different because, like, um, like, regular honeybees, they make like honey cones. Yeah. Like those little things. Well, bumblebees make honey pots. Oh. And they live in the ground. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, and I, I watched the whole documentary on it. And how the bumblebee, like, finds a nest is they will, like, pull up on a... Uh, they'll pull up on a, like, a mouse. A mouse. Okay. Like a mouse that lives, has, like, a burrow in the ground. Yeah. And they'll just start stinging it and just, like, be like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. They just roll up and they steal the mouse's house. That's how fucking bumblebees roll. 
<laughs> Bobies don't fuck around. That's so funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> do you know? So in that documentary, did they tell? Did they say how bees kill wasps if a wasp tries to like? Oh, I watched that documentary. I remember watching that documentary about the African hornet, or not the African, the um, what is it called? The um, the murder hornets. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. Name. I remember watching that documentary how they all like they swarmed them and they all moved their bodies. Yeah, they vibrate and like cook the wasp until it dies. I remember learning that and remembering that fact of like, ooh, at 450 degrees they die at. <laughs> and then knowing that um water when it boils it's a hundred degrees. Okay. So I remember when I was a kid, we used to have this window and in the summer all these wasps would like congregate on this window. So I remember when I was home by myself and I was terrified to go to the kitchen sink, which is by that window because of the wasp. Yeah. So I was just like, huh. So I just like filled the pot with water, put it on the stove, wait till it got to boil, and then just threw it on the window. <laughs> just dashed it on the window. Just just threw it on the window, killed them all. Holy shit. Oh, God. We love Luna. We love, we stand Luna. I think we get our first, did we get our first transformation in the first episode? Yes. This is your destiny. I met the person that did the voice of Luna. Really? Yeah, she came to speak to Humber. I think I have a recording of it somewhere on my old computer. Because I recorded her, like... She did the voice for us, and I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Freaking out. Oh, here we go. This is our first transformation. Oh. Another jam. I'll say it. I feel like I'm in transforming. Yeah, right? It's like, it's... like I'm in the background. But I love that she's just like, whenever she did that, like, she's just like, I'm transforming for just two minutes. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, a crazy thing is happening. I'm gonna transform for two minutes. And I'm like, evil guy, you had no chance to, to just, just juke her? Yeah, the evil the evil guys will just be sitting there like sword to her face and she is like, one second, one second, transform. Yeah, but what can I do to help? You keep forgetting, I'm just a kid. You are Sailor Moon. You will know what to do when you look at You are Sailor Moon. You are Sailor Moon. <laughs> I do miss the style of animation. I miss the hand-drawn animation. Mm. I hate all of the animation that I've seen now. I feel like it's so... Well, I guess it's, it is cheaply done, and that's why they it is done like that. Yeah. Because I know that this was super expensive to do. Yeah. But did you know that, like... This was like a huge show back in the day. Like, like the budget for Sailor Moon was crazy. The animation for a lot of like these shows was done in Korea, but a lot of it was also done in Canada. Like I was reading this article and they talked about how for cartoons, the 90s was the golden age. Yeah. And most of the shit that they did was done in Canada. Yeah, a lot, a lot of English dubs, specifically dubbing was done in Canada because it was cheaper. Because uh, you could just you could pay Canadians like half as much as you paid Americans. In Canadian. Yeah, exactly. And like Canadians didn't give a shit. We were just like, hey, we have an entertainment industry now. <laughs> YTV. Yeah, literally. YTV was so groundbreaking, and I'm sad that they're just like, 
I feel like they've lost a lot of their soul. Yeah, uh, it was it was cool when like because back in the day it was it felt at least very grassroots. Like it was like it was very independently run. I yeah, think. they had these just like these hosts who were just like doing whatever the fuck they wanted, and like now it's just reruns of SpongeBob. It's funny because I thought Sailor Moon was set in my area. <laughs> you thought it was so, like in Toronto. I, I thought it was I thought it was at Western Road at then I thought it was on Western Road in Lawrence, which is the hood. So I was just like, where's Sailor Moon at? Where's Sailor Moon at? There's there's robberies going on, where's Sailor Moon? Where's Sailor Moon at? Cause I remember there was like a shop that looked like this shop that they show in Sailor Moon and I was just like, yo, that was where that happened. That's for sure where that happened. What if that's you found out later that that's true? I would be so happy, I'd be like, I knew it. I knew it. I also thought my grandmother was a spy, so who knows? I like that. It sounds like you had a very, like, like imaginative childhood. I still am very imaginative. But I remember, I don't know, I think I did this in my mind, but I remember looking at my grandmother's watch. Okay. And, like, I think it was just the reflection, but I remember seeing, like, trees or something in it of, like, outside, and I was like, this is a spy watch. It's a spy watch. She's a spy. <laughs> She's trying to save the world. She could be. You never know. Shit like that's crazy. The things that people find out when they're like, you know, 20, 30, 40. Maybe your grandma's a spy. Moon Tiara Magic. Good shit, Dubbers. Duh. You've been dusted. You've been I love that in my two favorite shows of my childhood, Buffy and and Sailor Moon, all the bad guys turned into dust. Oh, what's uh? Who's your favorite Buffy character? Dearly, for this. Buffy. Yeah. Or Dawn. I was an angel guy. I was an I was an angsty, moody kid. I've heard he's an asshole. He's a huge asshole. He's like I've the worst a, character. Well, no, I've heard that he like the actor that plays him is like a huge asshole. Oh really? I heard. I remember I was at something, and um, they told me that he was on some project with them, and he made the female director cry. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He looks like an asshole. Bones. Yeah, I was gonna say you seen him on Bones. He's just like the stern, like strong, strong jawed guy. I don't know. I, 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 I think it's back to being a dork when I was a kid. He looks like a stern jock, and that intimidates me. So I feel like he's probably. Intimidates you? What type of kid were you? I was just I was I was a really nerdy kid who liked sports, but I was fat. So like I would get bullied a lot, but I was good at basketball. So like. Like, they wouldn't pick me, but then I'd be... So, I, you know how there was always, like, the jock team? Because the jocks picked the jock, and they would be on the jock team. And there was the nerd team of all the people who didn't get picked. Uh-huh. I'd be on the nerd team just dunking. Just, like, straight throwing threes. Are you tall? I am. I'm, like, six. I'm six, two. I don't remember you being that tall. I, I slouch... Because, you know what it is? It's because I slouch a bit, and also, when we were hanging out, I was already sitting down, I think, when you showed oh, up. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so six two, damn. I'm 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 a I'm a I'm an above averagely tall dude. Bye now. Bye, Sailor. I love that little like Sailor says. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That was another thing in '90s comics because like the Sonic comic had it or cartoon had it, and Sailor Moon had it. They all had these little like PSAs. Don't do drugs. I honestly thought that this was set in my area because I'm seeing the ending now, and I remember I thought this was the Humber River. <laughs> and, 
And she's just chilling at Humber River. She's just chilling at Humber River, just staring at a tree. In the wind. In the wind. Oh. Okay. We've watched we've watched our first episode. Uh, I want to get to uh, our question from social media. Uh-huh. If you could be any mythical creature, what would it be and why? I would want to be like some sort of like magic like Pegasus unicorn because you can fly and you can like go into like different dimensions and like all this crazy shit. I love, I love the, I love, I was sitting here thinking about what your answer would be and unicorn was the first thing that came to my mind. It's, it's a very or, true animal. Or, or, or like um, a shapeshifter. So you could like, sh- like, sh- like shift into like other things. Oh, you like, could be, and you're going to be all tricky. Like mystique, like mystique. I was just, I was just thinking mystique. That's yeah, so like fun. Something like that. Something like that. Maybe okay. I'm in your mind. <laughs> uh, talk to me quickly. Talk to me about Capricornication. Tell me about your album. So Capricornication is my first comedy album. It is amazing. It's, it has a crazy story. Like I, um, when I was going to record the, the album, like literally like I was leaving my house, my dog had like a medical emergency and then oh, died. No. Oh no. And then I like literally had dropped him off at the hospital to like, cause he was like still somewhat alive then, but he mm. like died like when I left. Oh my God. And um, yeah. And then I remember finding out before the second show of the recording that he died. And I was just like, oh, but, but it was an amazing recording. It was oh one of the God. best, one of my best performances of my life. I think it was because I was able to turn everything else off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be released. It's going on pre-sale tomorrow on uh, July 13th. Um, this is when this is being recorded. Yeah. It is going to be fully released June, June, or did I say July? I meant June 13th. Yeah. And it's going to be fully released June 20th. Okay. Um, it is the first album, comedy album release ever released by a gay black Canadian. Um, 100% of the proceeds are going to Black Lives Matter Toronto and these two charities called Soy Toronto and Two Spirits. And they do work with the um, LGBTQ2S Black and Indigenous peoples of Toronto and stuff. And yeah, 100% of the album sales are going to go to that. And my label's also matching them. So if you buy it, it, they're getting matched. So yeah. That's huge. We got to do some work. Yeah, man. some work to do. Where, uh, where, so where can they find it? Is there like a they website? They can find it on all of the streaming platforms. Okay. There's going to be a website because if you buy it directly from the website, none of those like Apple or whatever will take any cut of it. Yeah, that's so what I buy it directly from the website, all of that money will go into like this account and then that will be what we use to donate. Awesome. So Capricornication, so as you guys outside here are, are listening to this, it's going to be going on sale this week. You said June 20th? Or it's going to be June, released June twentieth. It's going to be released June twentieth. You can buy it. You can buy it on pre-sale um, June thirteenth. Starting tomorrow. on thirteenth. So by the time you're watching this, I want you to close out of the video. I want you to go get the go get the album. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link back. I'm going to put the link in the description for sure. Yeah. The link will be in the description below. I want you to close out what what we're doing here, and I want you to go go listen to the album. Uh, We've had a lot of fun here. We've had a lot of fun. We uh, we watched the first episode of Sailor the Moon. We we discovered your your fear of wasps and, yeah. and how you did a drive by <laughs> in a, a water in a, gun drive by. God, I think that's the funniest thing. Yeah. So uh, the end of the show, <clears throat> we do what's called the lightning round. So 
So I'm going to put one minute on a timer. Okay. And I'm going to ask you as many yes or no questions okay, as we can get through. Yes or no, let's this or that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. To see uh, if we've truly let's become best friends. Venus! Crystal power! Crystal power! Okay. I've got my timer ready. I got my questions up. In three, two, one. Cookies or cake? Um, cake. Cats or dogs? I like both. Ooh, okay. Uh, computer games or video games? Computer games or console games? I like console games. Pop music or rock music? Pop music. Stuffed animals or dolls? Uh, dolls. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Yes. Hot chocolate or coffee? Hot chocolate. Uh, morning or evening? Morning or evening. I will say evening. Uh, text message or call? Text message. Library or museums? Oh, I love libraries. French or Spanish? Um, I don't know. Spanish. Uh, summer or winter? I like summer better. Uh, theater or cinema? Both. I like both. Ooh, okay. Uh, love or money? Um, both. <laughs> both. You can't take both for everything. What a cop out. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let me let me tabulate the scores. Uh, while we're doing that, uh, let the people out there know where they can find you on all kinds of social media and uh, and what you're doing. So you can find me on my new social media handle is Bam Comedy One. I literally changed it at the beginning of this episode yeah, that's true. because it used to be Barack Obama one, but nobody so it's have hard times tracking that. So yeah, it's Bam Comedy One, as in the number one, the numeral one. Perfect. Uh, you said dolls, waffles. Man, it's funny. I have this list of questions, and again, it's off. It's off a website. If anyone wants to find out, yeah, lifehacks.io/slash this or that questions. And uh, the only one I really give a shit about, I'll be honest with you, is pancakes or waffles. That decides in my mind immediately. I love waffles. I love waffles, man. Pancakes can get the fuck out. Waffles all the way. Brandon, it's been a great show. I want to thank you. Thank you so much. I want to thank you right now for coming on the show. It's been a it's been a bunch of fun. I hope you've had as much fun as I have. I have so much fun. We have tabulated the final score. <gasps> you are at. Four out of 11 man uh-huh. answers matched, which, while it may seem like a low score, at the end of the day, I think what we've proven is that people who have different uh, likes, dislikes, and, and opinions uh-huh. can can hang out and have a good time. We, we can just... be friends. You don't need to be the same. Exactly. The same thing. That's boring and also weird. And that's a beautiful thing. So if we ever hang out, we can you can get hot chocolate, I can get coffee, and we can both get waffles because waffles well, are really important Well, I like iced coffee, but I like it very milky, but... Yeah. Oh, I drink. I, I don't drink really... black coffee. Ooh, he loves black. Right into my veins. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to thank my new best friend, Brandon Ash Muhammad, for being on the thank show. Thank you, new best friend, Cole. And I want to thank all my best friends out there in the podcast world for listening. However you get the podcast on YouTube, on uh, on SoundCloud, however you uh, choose to do it. Give it a like. Give it a share. Give it a comment. Share with all your friends. It helps the show grow. Ah. Uh Remember that you can get questions on the show. We love getting questions from social media. Uh, at either sending it to me directly at Old King Cake on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find me, or in the YouTube comments down below. 
I also want to give a special shout out to Isabel Wing for the intro to our podcast, Let's Be Best Friends, and Seth Feldman for the outro. Ooh. Uh, and that's all the time we have for this week. So remember, your mom was your best friend at one point, so give her a call, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.